Welcome to episode 42 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Let's start off with a little bit of Shazam. The early screenings, those March 23rd screenings, happened, obviously, and the box office results are in, and it's pretty good. Uh, it appeared at over 1,200 theaters and made a total of $3.3 million. And just for comparison, Aquaman is really the only other DC film who had previews quite like this that were made available, and it made $2.9 million. Yeah, so I don't think anybody expects Shazam to make more money than Aquaman did, but that's that's still cool to see that in context. I, I think Aquaman might have been on less theaters, but I I haven't actually looked that up, so I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. I it, I looked it up on Box Office Mojo, and Aquaman was in the same number of theaters, Okay, but because I was surprised it did better as well. Uh, I think it's really encouraging for Shazam, but the thing, difference with Aquaman was it was made specifically for available for amazon prime oh, members that's right yeah and through adam ticket so it's a it was a little more restrictive to to get to it whereas shazam it was really easy you could buy tickets anywhere uh or at least through fandango and, and a, a little more available from what i could see again that's just my opinion but still it's encouraging to see it do well like you said i don't think it was going to make more than aquaman but it, it shows there's some people excited for it yeah and you definitely have to probably go out of your way to get these tickets it's still like you said, it's less restrictive because you don't have to be a prime member, but you still have to you had to hear about this, be excited about it enough to go out of your way, get that ticket and actually go there. It's not just people showing up at the movies, I think, and just being like, oh, this looks like a good movie to see. Let's go. So right. yeah, that yeah. is encouraging. Absolutely. And yeah, this, this was still a small percentage of what the opening weekend, opening day, opening weekend will be for the film, but it's still good to see uh, some promising signs. Next up, Jai Courtney told Business Insider that he will return as Digger Harkness, Captain Boomerang, in The Suicide Squad. He said, we're getting ready to shoot in a few months' time. There's not much else I can reveal about it, but yeah, you'll be seeing Boomerang back for sure. Yeah, I saw, I, I'm not going to lie, I saw this headline and I'm like, ooh, did, did nobody, just nobody tell him yeah. yet? Or, but it really does sound like he is in the loop and it sounds like he's going to be back. And kind of sadly, this is the, one of the most exciting pieces of casting yeah. information I've heard in a while because uh, I'm just I'm just glad to see him back. Uh, I thought he was really good in the first one, and I do like seeing that continuity and seeing characters brought back. Yeah, I think he had the best comedic moments in Suicide Squad, and so hopefully they can utilize him like that again, um, and we get a little more of his character fleshed out because I think he's a he's an interesting character. And yeah, I, I was already... I was okay. I had made my peace with him not coming back. So this is, like you said, this is a nice little surprise to find out that he is coming back. Right. He's, again, it's, Boomerang is a pretty big character for the Suicide yeah. Squad uh, historically, but still it's, it's in terms of the characters in the first film who are on the squad, actually, it's it's kind of Deadshot or Harley or one and then a, a drop off before I would probably put Captain Boomerang third of the members on the actual team that I wanted back. So that was good to see. Uh, hopefully he'll get to throw a few more boomerangs in yeah. this time around. Next up, we got some more details about the Batman Hush animated movie. So it returns Jason O'Mara as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Jennifer Morrison is going to voice Selena Kyle Catwoman. And Mari Sterling is going to be Hush. And then there's some other characters that have been confirmed to appear. So Superman, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, Damian Wayne, Nightwing, Jim Gordon, Alfred Riddler, Amanda Waller, Joker, Bane, Poison Ivy, Batgirl, Lady Shiva, and Batgirl. So if you've if you've read Hush, you know that this is a very this is a widespread kind of sprawling story that does cover a lot of a lot of characters, um, a lot of backstory and stuff. So I'm I'm excited that they're not shying away from that. That makes sense. I think these this movie will probably be a fairly close adaptation to the comic, and so all of those characters, it looks like they are bringing in all that stuff, and um, it does a really good job of explaining the backstories of the, a lot of the Bat family and 
some of the stuff that you might have missed if you haven't been reading the comics. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to see that the, it seems like they're going after that. Yeah, we've seen a lot of this Batman before, but it has been a while since he's had a, a solo movie. Those were mostly a lot of Batman stories at the start of this universe. So a lot of those characters are back. And I was surprised they were introducing, this will be the first time I think Selena Kyle has been in this universe. Mm-hmm. And obviously the first time for Hush. So they're going to expand a little bit more. I'm sure they'll tweak it a little bit. Like, I don't think Lex Luthor was originally, it's been a while since I've read Hush, but I think, I don't think he was originally in it. Yeah. Um, so I, I know they're making some adjustments to fit it into this universe. And it's especially interesting with where we were last Lex left Lex, for example. So I really don't know how all that's going to fit in, but all these great Batman characters going to be in it. So I know they're going to try to match that original story, even though it's going to be in the universe. Do you have any problem with it being in this ongoing continuity or would you rather see a standalone? I know you're a pretty big Hush fan. Um, I'm fine if they make some slight modifications to make it fit in the in the continuity. And Alex actually is in Hush. He's the president at the time. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know if he'll be the president in this. But um, yeah, I mean, I think they will make some modifications, like you said, and that that is fine. Um, I think we've seen from like Death of Superman, the things that they've changed, I think, haven't harmed the story, um, but have, you know, just brought things in into continuity of the, the animated movies. Yeah, and I, I understand some people would want to see standalone, but while something like Dark The Dark Knight Returns was standalone and they made it standalone, this was something that was similar to the death of Superman. This is something that was made during part of the ongoing continuity. So yeah. it does make sense to try to recreate that in this this ongoing continuity here. And it's, I, I think it's a benefit that we already have a history with a lot of these characters and, and voice actors in those roles. Yeah, that was the that was one of the the great things about Hush is that, like you said, it was in continuity. It wasn't like a an Else World or a, a standalone or anything like that. And it did a really really good job of bringing in people for a big event and explaining everything that's been happening to Batman in the continuity, so that you didn't have to to know all that stuff. So uh, I think this is a really good story to fill in some of those details and to give us a bigger, more lush picture of Batman in this universe. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope we get to. I hope we don't lose too much of seeing all those different characters and and fit that in Mm -hmm. with it being 12 issues i believe into a probably less than 90 minute film uh, i'm sure they'll have to cut out some but as long as they keep that core batman hush dynamic in it i think that's the most important part of it Uh, and then a couple more details the director is going to be justin copeland and then ernie altbacker is doing the writing and it's going to be released sometime this summer all right let's move on to some tv we've got the first teaser for pennyworth the upcoming series on epics that is going to focus on a young Alfred Pennyworth in London. It's just 17 seconds long, including the credits, which is probably a good five to seven seconds of it. So what would you think of this? Uh, again, there's not much you can take from it. Like you said, it's really short, but it does look, it looks cool. It looks like a period British spy drama and it looks kind of gritty, a lot grittier than, you know, I would have have in my head for alfred but that it makes sense and i think we get to see the queen and a bunch of like british things that stand out as very british and so i like the style of it so far it looks pretty cool yeah not it's not like we had a ton of story or anything like that but visually it looks cool stylized and it looks like a stylized a little bit violent spy period piece like you said there uh and i do i do like what i've seen from this you know i'm not over the moon about an, uh, an Alfred series, but I do think some cool aspects can be brought into it, and it looks like they're doing that. Yeah, and again, we I think we've talked about this. Like this, probably this show isn't necessarily pitched towards us, towards comic book lovers. I think it just 
it includes these comic book characters. And so it's something that gets me into something I, I otherwise wouldn't be that interested in, which is British spy dramas. And so because it's uh, connected to DC, I'm going to give it a chance and check it out. And I might end up finding that I like this this genre of movie and entertainment. So it's it's cool that they're, they can tell these different stories in these different kind of genres. Yeah, absolutely. It's targeted towards the 60s spy drama yeah. first. And then, oh, it happens to be connected to Batman. So maybe there's some stuff in there for other people or that will get other people into Batman and Alfred and all those characters. Yeah. It is going to be 10 episodes releasing summer 2019 on epics. So probably sometime in the next few months it will debut. Next up, we have a poster for the series finale of Gotham, and it features our first look at Batman. What'd you think of this this look of Batman? I thought it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it reminds me of Christian Bale, at least mm-hmm. the the cowl, the, that trilogy. Um yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I still don't know how they're going to do this flash forward finale type thing, and uh, as kind of it's it's a you know how they're it's gonna with the time jump and everything. I don't know how that's going to fit in and, and what that's going to be like if it's going to be jarring or just a natural progression. But uh, yeah, I think that's neat. Yeah, it looks cool. It's got the very iconic, very pointy ears. You know, you recognize that outline anywhere. And yeah, it's a really cool stylized shot. Yeah, Gotham in the in the background. So it's it looks pretty cool. We still have no idea what the suit is look like. Oh, we yeah. should point out this is like from the shoulder blades and above on the back. So yeah. no idea what the costume will look like. The final two episodes are they're on a little bit of a break, but the final two episodes will air on Thursday, April 18th and April 25th on Fox. So the last two episodes of Gotham ever. Elsewhere, Legends of Tomorrow is set to return April 1st, Monday, April 1st, with eight straight weeks until the May 20th finale. And they put out a two-minute mid-season sizzle. Yeah, it's... It's everything that you've come to expect and love or maybe despise from Legends, depending on which <laughs> side of the, the rift you're on. I I like it for what it is. It's goofy. It's over the top. It's wacky. It's zany. That's that's what Legends is. And they've very, very much embraced that. They even, I think they bring in some quotes from like magazines and websites on the like reviewers about how crazy it is. Um, so I, I'm kind of glad that they're they're just embracing that and going all, all in. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do something with can they be heroes without wearing their costumes, which I don't think they've done yeah. hardly at all for the majority of this season. Um, so that could be good. Maybe uh, we'll see, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely legends. So it's kind of all there is to say about legends at this point. It's legends. Yeah. Next up, Chelsea T. Zhang, uh, who has been Andy Mack has been cast as Rose Wilson, uh, Ravager for Titan. And they had a, a character description. It says, daughter of a deadly assassin, Deathstroke, Rose Wilson was forced to undergo the same procedure that granted her father nearly superhuman abilities, becoming a weapon known as Ravager. Ever resentful, she seeks out the Titans not only for their protection, but to get back at her father. Knowing how dangerous it, how dangerous it is to be the offspring of their deadliest foe, the Titans take her in, but that doesn't necessarily mean they trust her. All I know is Andy Mack is apparently a training ground for future DC characters. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the last time I'd heard about this, I don't know what the show is even about, but the last time I heard about it was Asher Angel Billy Batson uh, was from there. So yeah, they're bringing in the whole whole Deathstroke family there. So we've got the, the three main ones cast. Uh, it looks like she will be joining the team. I wonder how they'll fit that in if they're going to do something, if they're going to do something Judas contract like yeah. and have have her take place of Terra or what they're going to do exactly I'm not sure but um, if you're bringing in Deathstroke you might as well bring in the family yeah it's cool I'm glad uh, these little different news snippets that we've got about how they're expanding the role of Deathstroke and bringing him because he is he's really like 
the big villain when you think of of titans and so it seems like they're they're in it for the long haul they're setting up a big kind of arching story involving him and his family and i'm glad that they're doing that because i think they could tell something cool with it and also we'll get to explore a bunch of backstory on deathstroke potentially by seeing his family uh we, we got into that a little bit on arrow but that can be a cool aspect to the character and how those three people decide to dress up and do costumes and yeah be assassins or be heroes or, or you know how they decide their fate well, how that comes along i think that could be a cool way to explore it lastly is a bunch of news from wondercon dc universe was there and they put out a bunch of new information about their service and what is coming up on the originals as well as other uh, updates that they have going on there first off some some normal stuff season one of krypton is going to finally be available april 5th and they kind of let it out that in the article they mentioned that season two will be on sci-fi this summer i don't i don't think they had an official sci-fi had put out any, any information but mm. dc universe said that season two will be available in the summer so i'm guessing that's what's when it's going to be available on sci-fi not on dc universe yet and also justice league versus fatal five will be available april 16th that's the same day as the dvd and blu-ray yeah, it's cool that they've got Krypton um, coming. Obviously, they have the rights f- somewhere down the stack because it's DC stuff, but it's cool that they they can bring in shows and properties from other networks that they've sold some of the rights to. Yeah, good to see it's finally getting some uh, other current shows on there, and I wonder if how hard they're going to try to get new DC shows, things like Pennyworth, for example, uh, if, if they're going to try to get those on DC Universe first before they go to the other streaming options, I'm sure. That's something DC Universe really wants to do. Yeah. The official debut for Swamp Thing is going to be May 31st. So it's actually coming up pretty quick here, less than two months now. Yeah, that's that's a lot faster than I thought we were going to be getting Swamp Thing, especially because of just the amount of content and other shows that they've pushed through already. I, I was expecting that this was going to be coming much later in the year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, the only bad thing is that just means there's more stuff to watch at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, well, that should. Yeah, it actually, this is going to be the first time in a while that we'll have DC, a lot of DC stuff in the summer. Right. I, I've been kind of clamoring for that for a while. That it's all in the spring and fall, so it'd be nice to spread it out towards the summer. They're not really spreading anything out to the summer. They're, it's just more DC stuff. But Swamp Thing, Pennyworth, Krypton, all being in the summer potentially, uh, that will be cool. And I guess that lines up. That should be pretty close to right after the end of Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. So uh, timing wise, that makes sense there. But something definitely a show I'm looking forward to. Young Justice Outsiders will return for the rest of season three, the back half, 13 episodes on July 2nd. Yeah, some more summer programming for us. Season two of Titans is coming back fall of 2019. And the animated Harley Quinn series will start in late fall 2019. And the other news, Stargirl is going to be debut in early 2020. Initially, this was came out as a 2019 thing, but it sounds like early 2020 now. And we got our first look at Breck Basinger in the costume. Yeah, and it it looks very comic accurate. Um, it looks really, really good. I've seen comparisons to maybe some of the other live action portrayals that don't look quite as comic accurate. And, you know, you can always change the costume. But yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, uh, really, it is pretty similar to the Smallville one. It just looks a lot more expensive, the material yeah. and everything like that. Um, it's it's a fantastic costume. It looks looks like Stargirl brought to life and i don't know if you noticed in the background there but that sure looks like stripesy uh the leg and oh, hand yeah yep. right there <laughs> uh so to give you a little bit of the scale that it looks like they're going for for the character i think that's gonna be pretty massive i don't know what that's gonna look like in 
live action how they're going to pull that off but i think that's pretty cool and it looks really ambitious yeah it looks obviously this is the the picture that they can take a really long time on and it's not in motion or anything like that but like you said just the relative size between those two is it looks really really cool yeah i mean i'm excited they both look great i mean from what we can see uh and yeah definitely excited for this it's got me more excited to see stargirl and let's talk about dc universe's new comics expansion they're going to do they're going to add a bunch of digital comics so from dcuniverse.com at no extra charge or increased in the price of a subscription dc universe subscribers will be able to enjoy access to dc's enormous digital comics library starting in april of 2019 each of these comics will appear at least 12 months after it was first published that's over 20,000 comics yeah that is that's an insane insane number of comics that you can get um i i already thought that like the comics that we got with the subscription was a, that's a pretty fair amount, a decent amount. And so for them to, to add this much more, that's just, that's really cool. This is the first time I've really felt bad for international <laughs> fans. Um, like, yeah, I haven't been disappointed. They have to wait to watch the other shows, but they get them eventually or can buy them eventually. But this is huge. I mean, 20,000 comics included, like you said, I like the, the last couple months, the selection has been very good as they've continued to increase it and have lots of, Lots of comics, lots of full runs going on here. It's a pretty good selection, an excellent selection for the price. This, I think, is insane. If it's anywhere close to what we think it is, and we don't know the full story yet, that's a massive value because originally the seven ninety nine a month for DC Universe, it sounded like you're mostly buying the original shows mm-hmm. and then you're getting all the back stuff too, the back TV shows and, and some movies and stuff, but with a limited comic selection. Now it's just insane. I don't know if this was what they're playing all along or if it's uh, an option they thought about, but that's an insane, uh, insane collection that it sounds like to me. Yeah, a really, really huge collection, a lot more than you probably have time to actually read. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to start poking around at it. Yeah. And so uh, the question is, it, the way the announcement came, it kind of sounded like it's going to be everything they have digitally yeah. that is more than 12 months old. So comics from 13 months ago i'll be there and and once it's more than that it will be so 20,000 comics uh i looked it up according to mikesamazingworld.com dc has published over 55,000 comics since 1935 many of those obviously aren't available digitally so 20,000 is a huge chunk of that because i know not much stuff from 1935 to the 90s especially has been converted to digital yet remastered or whatever you call it so that is a really big selection i know they're going back and adding comics all, all the time back issues and, and making them available digitally and i hope they continue to add those to dc universe but i mean this is this is huge i mean this is huge uh to see that yeah this is i mean this is alone something that i think they they could have launched and charged uh probably the same price for and a ton of people would be happy to pay it just to get these comics but then like you said all of the the other content that you also get uh is just a really nice added bonus on top Right, just as a comparison, Marvel Unlimited, which I don't, I don't know much about. I think they do six months. Once anything has been out for six months, it goes on there, and that's nine ninety nine a month or sixty nine dollars a year, uh, just as an example. And that's just comics, um, and I think that's a fair price. So you know, I, I really hope you know. Now I'm really wishing that Warner Media or DC Universe does not get absorbed into Warner Media, and this kind of stays around. Yeah, um, because I just, I mean, I think that's just a great deal. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.